Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. Our general overseer has for the past two years been uh, championing this uh, phrase to finish. And um, I will tell you, although I have been greatly moved by that, that is not what challenged me for this message. Uh, It had a, a part in it, but as I was seeking the Lord this week for this message, I truly felt like God was speaking to me strongly to tell people to finish and to finish well. The Word of God tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have finished. Paul did have, didn't have any regrets. Uh, he regretted as far as in his beginning, but when it came to the finish line, he said, I fought a good fight. I finished. Father God, I pray that whenever this time together is ended, this service has come to a conclusion that we would be able at that time to say that we are challenged to finish. And we ask it all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. While you're being seated, I want to throw a commercial out while the television uh, audience is listening and Facebook Live on August the 11th at 6 p.m. It's a a gospel concert with Jeff and Sherry Easter and the Wisnets, and uh, this is a free admission. It would be a love offering. This will be a powerful, wonderful night of gospel singing here at Bethesda, and it will bless your heart. I hope that you'll be a part of that. Now, let's get into the Word. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ is going to come soon? I really believe that. I want to ask you, and you don't have to do this by a show of hands, I don't want that, but are you living as though Jesus could come back today? And what if Jesus comes back today, or this week, or this month? Is there anything you're going to have to scurry around to do to try to get things right before the deadline? The Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of God comes, so we must be ready. See, we must finish our assignment, and we must finish the race. 
Every person here has a different assignment. Now, all of us, we, I guess we could say, yeah, we have the same assignment in the fact that we were told to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Okay, we do have that in common. But our methods are different. See, I could point out individuals here that if you were to preach John 3.16, if you were to teach John 3.16, if you were to sing John 3.16, you would do it different than me. And you would have a different listening audience, possibly, than me. There would be some young people that would have a different twist to it. In fact, instead of preaching it, there might be some young people who would tweet it. Still gets out there. Uh, if, if there was someone who is older than me, they might would write a letter and put a stamp and mail it. But the word still gets out. And I'm here today to tell you that no matter what method that you use, we must go for it and we must finish well. Now, Brother Neil was sharing with me something that he had read and it, I had never thought of it, nor had I ever heard of it, but it made perfect sense. If you could imagine this being the starting line and all my life as a, a boy growing up and all my life until I heard this, I thought that was the mark. The starting point. Because if we were in a race, you would hear them say, on your mark, and you would see people get to the starting line. But what Brother Neil was sharing with me is people in track understand the mark is not the starting point. The mark is the finish line. If you've ever watched the Olympics, they will be looking down, getting themselves situated, and then you will hear on your mark and their heads go up. Their heads go up because now they are trying to focus on the finish, not the start. The Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark. You wouldn't press towards something you've already passed. You're pressing forward. But what is a problem in our world is many people do not know where they're going or why they are even going there, so they don't know how to finish. Now, I, I use GPS a lot, and I thank the Lord for GPS. My wife, is, uh, if she's ever been there one time, she can go back. We were going to a funeral one time, and we were out in the middle of nothing. She had been down that road one time before. She said, I believe right over that hill there's a little mom and pop store, and then we'll turn we crested the hill and there was the mom and pop store and I said, how in the world did you know that that would be 
a, a mom and pop store there. She said, I just remembered the terrain. I was like, that's not me. But I have found something. Not even Siri knows how to get everywhere. I tested it. I said, tell me how to get to South Africa. She couldn't tell me. Now, here's another thing. If your phone does not allow them to establish the starting point, it can't tell you how to get there because it doesn't know where you're at. Siri's not all that. But I do thank God for Here's the point. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a mark, you may not finish. Or you may not finish well. I want every person in this congregation and every person listening to me, when it comes to the end of your life, or when it comes to the end when the rapture takes place and God takes home his children, Jesus comes and raptures us away. I want every person to be able to stand before God without bowing their head down in shame but say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I want to tell you, God wants you to finish. Now, I today want you to understand we need to finish what we're assigned to do and then finish the race. Finish. Before you can finish, you must start. It is imperative. Jackie and I, when we were preaching the camp meeting up in North Dakota, we had a little bit of time before service and, and our hotel was right next to a mall. We went walking in the mall and they had a baby race. I mean, they were gonna crawl and, and it wasn't very long, maybe 20 feet. They put these babies down there and they put parents on the other end. I just want to tell you, I don't know what the prize was going to be, but there were some mamas and some daddies. They were pulling out all stops. They put those babies down, and then they said, go. And I just want to tell you the excitement that took place when one baby crawled two little steps or two crawls whatever you call that come out the gate i mean boom one two and the crowd started yelling and the baby got more mesmerized by the yelling <laughs> baby sat down started looking around hey this is cool people are cheering me on i moved two crawls now there was about four other babies, and they were doing nothing. <laughs> Mamas had little toys. 
Mamas was going, come on, sweetie, come on, sweetie, come on, sweetie. Daddies were over there yelling at these babies. And I don't know what the babies were thinking, but it was probably something like, these folks are acting pretty immature. Four out of the five weren't going to win because they never started. And may I tell you, when it was all done, they let it go on for about 10 minutes. And when it was all done, no one won. It didn't matter what was offered on this end, they weren't coming. I wonder how many of us we got to the line. We felt good in our spirit. We took a few steps and people started cheering us on. Then we started thinking, hey, I'm pretty good. And then we get caught up with the things and the distractions of the world. We lost sight of the mark. We listen to the praise, we listen to the accolades, we listen to the cheers, but then where was the finish line? The finish line wasn't in sight because we got more caught up in what was going on around us. I'm here today to tell you we must start. Now, the baby that did the two crawls. I might not be calling that right. Someone correct me after church. I don't know what you call it. But that baby at least did something. Today I'm asking you to understand that the start does not happen at birth. There's a lot of folks, they think they get born into Christianity. I'm born into it because mama and daddy and grandmama and granddaddy and ancestors, uh, they, they started. And I'm following in their footsteps. And folks, I just want to tell you that that's not starting. That's watching. Amen? The start isn't because of osmosis. Simply stated, I go to church and therefore I'm a Christian. I pay my tithe and therefore God's going to reward me and I'm going to get to go to heaven because I give money to the church. That isn't true. That's not even starting. See, it goes beyond just being in the group. I went to a chicken house and there were thousands of chickens. But I wasn't a chicken. Amen. You can be at Bethesda week after week and hear the praise and the glorious uh, Songs of praise to God and never start. Sad to say there are those who will tell you if you're a good church going person, 
If you're, if you're from a good family, then you're going to heaven. But that's not what the Bible says. See, the start doesn't happen at birth. To the contrary, when you're born, you're born into sin. You're born as a loser. If you do not repent, you're going to lose the race. God, help me to deliver what you've given me. I want you to understand I'm not a loser. I hate losing. I hate losing. I hate losing. If we're playing Uno, I'm out for blood. We had a family member years ago and he just married in. He was at our family gathering. He said, I'm going to show you folks how to play Monopoly. It was on. That's been years ago and he's never played Monopoly with us again. He was good, but we teamed together to make sure he was a loser. Do you hear me? I didn't start this race for the devil to beat me up, kick me and knock me around and cause me to lose. My Lord God, I started this race to win. Hallelujah. We're not looking at losers today. We're looking at winners. We're not looking at people who started just to take a few crawls and sit down and enjoy the accolades of, of this world. But we, we're looking at people here today who said, I've started this race and, and I'm going to fight a good fight and I'm going to keep the faith and I'm going to finish my course that God has set before me. See, it's not generational. Uh, heritage. It's not membership. It, it's not natural skills or giftings. It's not uh, the works, lest any man should boast. And then what helps me to get started? Well, here it is. First of all, you need to get to the starting line. And the starting line is at the same place for every man Every woman, every boy, and every girl. The starting line is the same for the rich or for the poor. The starting line is the, is the same for the politically strong or the politically weak. The starting line is the same for the red, the yellow, the black, the white, the all mixed up. Listen, I had a man not long ago, uh, he's from Chile. And he said, what are you? Because my complexion was dark like him. I wanted to tell him I'm Heinz 57. I don't know what all I am. But I do want to tell you this. The starting line was no different for me than the man from Chile. The starting line was no different for me than it was from the youngest to the oldest. The starting line is at the foot of the cross where Jesus suffered, bled, and died. That's the starting line. 
The starting line isn't at Sun Young Moon. The starting line isn't at Muhammad. The starting line isn't at Confucius. The starting line isn't in the intellectual room. The starting line isn't even in the baptismal pool. The starting line is at the foot of the cross where Jesus' blood washes away all of your sins. That's the starting line. We've got people who want us so much to be so politically correct in so many ways, and they do not want us to declare that he is the only way. Jesus is the only way. Don't back off from it. Don't silence yourself, oh my God. Someone needs to know that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Someone needs to know that whosoever will let them come and drink of the water of life freely. Come, in fact, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, everybody can get started. The sad thing is so many people do not get started. See, it's repentance, true repentance. Doing it right. When's the last time you've really repented? Well, I repented when I gave my heart to the Lord. I'm talking about when's the last time when you failed God? When, when, when you really didn't live up to the standard that he wanted you to live to? When's the last time you had an old-fashioned cleansing, repenting? When's the last time you took inventory and and look deep inside. When Jackie and I went to the Holy Land, they took us to the Wailing Wall and there, I don't know how many Jews were there that were praying at the Wailing Wall and in a motion like this. They gave us an opportunity to go to the wall. And, and if I had a picture, I could show you exactly where I was. I was in the corner. I buried my face in the corner. And there, I, I started just doing inventory. God, if I picked up any weight or any sin, if, I, if, I've, if I've been disobedient in any way, if my, if my motives are not pure and clean, if, if, if I'm not doing things, if I'm not running how you want me to run, if I'm not in the position that you want me to be in, God, start doing a work. I want to tell you, I wanted to make sure, as the Bible said, I laid aside every weight and every sin that does so easily be set. See, the enemy is out to try to weigh you down. Now, I've never been a speed speedster. I've never been the slowest, but I've never ever even had a claim to being the fastest. But I am smart enough to know that with the extra weight that I am carrying now, that I am even slower than at my best. Come on. I mean, I'm it's just going to hinder me. I'm not going to be able to run like, I'm not going to have the endurance that I once did. I'm not going to be able to run with the agility that I once did because there's extra weight on me in the natural. 
I wonder when's the last time you've really investigated how did I pick up this? What caused me to get spiritually overweight? What caused me to get to a place where I have picked up things? See, true repentance is looking inward and turning from your sin. Turning from it. See, repentance is not a self-help program. I've seen people quit smoking cold turkey. They weren't Christians. They just quit. Some people have a strong self-will and can do it. I've seen people give up alcohol and porn and, and, and all kind of things on their own because they decided, I'm going to give that up. I'm not going to do it any longer. But that's not repentance. Repentance happens inside. Repentance happens when a person says, I'm not clean. And they own up to it. It's when a person looks at themselves and says, I've got some things hanging on me that I picked up along the way. Now, I grew up in an area that there was a huge field. And and. Every now and then, the guys in the neighborhood, we'd want to just go and explore out in that huge field. We'd have to crawl over a ditch or grab hold to a vine like Tarzan and swing over this big ditch and we'd get to the other side. And, and, but there was something over there that intrigued us. But when we would start back, we would look at our clothes and we had picked up these little prickly things. I don't even know what they're called, but man, they would latch hold to anything, any garment that you had. If your shoes were canvas, they would hook on to your shoes no matter what it was. And we'd get back and, and then we'd try to pick those things off of us. I wouldn't even know they had latched themselves onto me until we were out of that feel and then I would look at myself and say how did all of that get on me here's the deal we're living in a world today where the devil is wanting to attach things to Christians that that will hinder you things that will latch hold to you that have no value and bring no value to you uh, things that will cause a marriage to, to have struggles uh, and, and you didn't realize it but instead of getting those things off of you now I just want to tell you there was something else that I learned if I didn't want to get those things on me I didn't need to go to that field don't complain about it if you keep going to that field uh oh uh oh y'all know where I'm going right here there's some people that give their heart to the Lord, but they just have to still dabble in sin. They just still have to try to have a little sip of alcohol and, and, and they have to look at just a tiny bit of porn and, and, and they have to use, uh, excuse my French phrases and, and, and they just have to do it. And before long, what has happened is they're covered with weights and nuisances that have gotten latched hold to them and they are not able to run the race like God had intended. They may be 
looking like it, but yet still they're hindered. Now see, there's those who may have walked up to the line. They may have carried their Bible and they may have gotten into the starting position, but they never really started. I've heard people, I heard a guy tell me this, and he was being serious. He wasn't trying to, but he told me he was getting ready to get married. I wasn't performing the ceremony. But he said it this way. He said, I'm going to give this thing a try. If it doesn't work, I'll find me another. I'm afraid a lot of Christians have done that same thing. I'm going to give Jesus a try. And if everything goes my way, if, if my bills are paid and I've got money in my wallet and, and I've got a nice car and I've got a nice home and, and, and I get promotions... I'm going to stick him out, me and him. I'm going to run with him. But if he doesn't act like a sugar daddy to me, I'm going to go find me someone else. Well, there's only one other that you can dance with. The only other one you can dance with is the enemy of your soul whose sole purpose is not to give you life in that more abundantly, but is to, he's a thief and he's wanting to kill and to destroy you. So I just want to tell you, when I started with Jesus, uh, as one songwriter put it, Jesus is just all right with me. I want to tell you, I don't deserve any blessing. I don't deserve any goodness. I don't deserve any grace. I don't deserve any mercy. I I don't deserve any blessing from him, but he gave his only begotten son for me. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. I just want to tell you, I've started out with Jesus, and I intend to finish with Jesus. Hallelujah. Why a lot of people can't start is because there's hindrances. They have an agenda. They didn't really start out for the purpose of loving Jesus and serving him, they, they start out because, you know, uh, it, it, right now, it might help me in my business. If I start out here and people think I'm good, I, 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 might, I, I might have a little more influence in my community. Boy, I'm getting ready to meddle here again. One of the saddest things I've ever heard, a person told me, they said, I don't want, if I see a fish on a business card, now, that's a symbol of Christians. I don't use those people. Do you know what kind of indictment that is on the Christian community? When a person would say, if I see a business card where someone's advertising that they're a Christian, he said, no, no, I have more problems with them than I have with anybody else. I don't trust Christians. 
I just want to tell you, if you're lifting up the high name of Jesus Christ, if you're lifting up his name, you, whether you put a fish on it or not, people ought to know that you have started this race and, and you're going to finish this race as a good, upstanding person, a person who doesn't fail. We all start at the same place where the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is shed. One drop cleanses, it, it restores, it separates from the past, it turns lives around, it changes one's view. Uh, habits uh, yield to uh, that blood and devils flee at that blood. Now, now, as you have started, after you have started, it's not enough to crawl two little crawls and sit down and enjoy your accomplishment. Now you must run. Do you know what the word run means? Well, most people would, would uh, have their definition such as uh, sprint or to hurdle or to charge. But one of the definitions and one of the top definitions of it is never having both feet on the ground at the same time. Say, I can walk and have both feet on the ground at some point, but when I am running, both feet are not on the ground at the same time. I, I believe that Paul was saying, I am running this and I'm jumping over hurdles I, I am jumping over the obstacles and I don't care what comes my way because I am persuaded he is able to keep me. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor principalities, things present, things to come shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I am running this race. I'm not there planting my feet in quicksand. I'm not just standing there on my laurels, but no, I am running. I am moving, I am hurtling, I am making something happen. So very quickly, I want us to run with purpose. And the only purpose is to win. Look at your neighbor and say, win. I want you to know that God is not going to give participation trophies That's one of the dumbest things ever started on the planet. For any adult that is in tune with anything, to think that that little child hasn't watched enough TV to figure out whoever scores the most wins. And yet still we try to sell them on it. Everybody's a winner. Everybody isn't a winner. There was four babies that sat down on their rear end. They didn't win. They didn't win. And if you sit down on your rear end and do nothing, you're not going to win. We're in a fight. We're in a mortal fight. 
Do you understand the devil is not your friend? He is trying to destroy you. He's trying to trick you. You need to keep both feet moving. Don't let him be able to get a good shot on you. It's not in all cases, but if you'll watch fighting, if you watch a, a good fighter, his feet are moving constantly. It, it, it's a balanced thing. It's an, being able to avoid. It's being able to dodge. They, they are trained so that if a right hook is coming, that they're, they're in a position to be able to dodge or move back. If you plant your feet down, there's a greater risk that you're going to get knocked out. Listen, the devil is trying to see you when you just park it somewhere and say, I'm too old to work. I'm too this or that to work. And I, I don't have enough ability to work. I'm just telling you, all you're doing is planting your feet. You've just sat down on your rear end. Now it's time for you to say, I'm going to turn over and I'm going to start crawling. I might not be able to run, but at least I'm going to crawl. I might not be able to hurdle, but I'm going to crawl. I'm going to make some move toward the finish line. And when I get to the finish line, I'm going to have somebody with me. One way, now that you've started, run with a purpose. Run with a directive. Run with a direction. Run, but don't just run. Where do I run when I don't know which way to turn? The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. In other words, he was saying, when I don't know which way to turn, I'm going to get my eyes focused in on Jesus Christ. I'm going to run toward him. And I want to tell you where he leads me, I'm going to follow. How about you? Run with determination. The three Hebrew boys were told, quit, you need to bow, you need. And they said, we're not doing that. We're careful to answer you this way, O king, but we're not going to bow down. Our God is able, even if he isn't, we're still not gonna serve you. Now that's pretty in your face. I mean, these folks, they, they had gotten their eyes on the mark. They weren't going to vary. They had every opportunity to vary. Do you understand it would have been financially better off for them to, to yield? Do you understand it would have been politically to their advantage to yield and to bow? It would have probably given them a promotion in the kingdom to bow. They would have been better off in this world to bow. But they said, we are running with a directive. We're going to serve only Jehovah God. That's the end of the discussion. All the way to the furnace. They get in the furnace. There would be some people that once they got in the furnace... 
They would have said, well, what kind of God are we serving? I'm not going to serve that kind of God anymore. We're getting burnt up in here. But no, that wasn't the case for them. They were running with a directive. When they got in there, there was a fourth man that showed up. It wasn't just a mortal man. It was the son of God that showed up. And he said, fellas, I'll, how would you like to run a little bit with me this afternoon? Because we're going to get through the fire when you've worked for the Lord, when you run for the Lord, when you keep a directive that God has set before you, you will make it through your fiery trial. I want to end with this. We need to run with a directive. Noah was told, build an ark. He knew what God had told him to do. Some folks can't run. Now, let me go back to the beginning. Siri, how to get me to South Africa? No answer. We do not have that information. Cannot find that. Bottom line. It'd be kind of like this. We're going to try to get to North Carolina. So we'll just walk a little while this way. We'll walk a little while this way. We'll walk a little while this way. I'm tired. We'll walk a little while this way. We'll walk a little while this way. And you might say, preacher, that is absolutely ridiculous. And that's how many Christians are walking and running their Christian walk. Just whatever will be, will be. Who's that? Doris Day? Okay, Sarah, Sarah. For the young people, she was a big movie star way back. She used to sing, whatever will be, will be. Whatever God that we want to serve today, we'll just serve him. We'll run with Jehovah. We'll also try to run with Muhammad a little bit. Well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a newfangled one over here. Let's just run over there. And so we're just running in all different directions. And then wonder why we don't ever finish. Because we don't know where we're going. We don't have a directive. When is the last time you've asked God what? direction should I be running it was a man brother Dill he spoke at the general assembly and I'm not going to try to tell for about an hour he mesmerized the group he said he was comfortable pastor in the church his family he said everything was great. Couldn't ask for better. An opportunity to do a homeless ministry in Atlanta presented itself. And he was asked to go do it. He called his wife and he said, hey, we've been asked to go to Atlanta and do homeless ministry. And her response was, you go and do a good job. Hope you can come home on the weekends and spend some time with me and the girls because we're not going. He said, I know, I know. But then he kept feeling this tug. And long story short, 
He's now had a very fruitful ministry in the worst area of Atlanta. The, uh, by far the worst in all of Georgia. He raised his children and his wife in a compound in the hood. And here, here's the deal. Let me move forward. It was God's will for him to run in downtown Atlanta where he didn't want to run but he ran in downtown Atlanta there was a building I, I might be wrong with the number I think it was seven and a half million dollars a vacated large building of some sort and he offered the owner of it he offered him nothing he said we have no money but we want your building it's for sale and the man said no he said the next month he offered him the same the next month he offered him the same I think within about six months the man gave him that seven and a half million dollar building I'm telling you this for your faith to build if you'll just run the Bible says, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. If you'll just run, he said that he would heap it up, press it down, shake it together, run it over. If you'll just run, he said that he would provide healing. He said that he would forgive us of all of our sin if we'd just run. If we'll just run, he will take care of our family. If we'll just run, he'll take care of our circumstances. If we'll just run, he will be our deliverer. If we'll just run. What's so hard about it? Just run. Just run. My granddaughter, Anna Jane, there's times I look at her and she just runs. I'm wondering, why is she running? She just runs. You put her down, and she runs. At VBS, when I found out that I was not called into children's ministry, I would put some of the children down, and they would just run. I would go, why are they running? No one wanted them to run. They are running in all directions. Why are they doing it? It was in them to run. It's in you, and it's in me to run this race. Run! But run with directive. Run with a direction. Run with a purpose. And run to finish. Would you stand with me, please? The finish line is in sight. Wow. Please listen to me. Listen to me real carefully. The finish line is in sight. The earth is moaning and groaning. Are you hearing me? The Bible says in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Listen to some of these signs here. The, the, the Bible says that the earth is moaning and groaning. Listen to the news and watch how many volcanoes, how many hurricanes, how many tsunamis, 
how many tornadoes, how many natural disruptions. The earth is even trying to let you and I know, don't get weary, don't get upset, you're running. But the finish line is in sight. The earth is trying to cry out and say, get ready. Because you're getting ready to get rewarded for all the steps and all the hurdles and all the hard times that you have. You're getting ready to get rewarded because you're getting ready to finish. You're getting ready to finish. Now, what happens when you finish? The Apostle Paul said, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge has prepared for me. Praise God. David, can you just imagine when Jesus Christ he says well done thou good and faithful servant. Can you just imagine when you finally get to bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he says you fought a good fight. You've kept the faith. You finished. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.